Welcome to Game Theory and Money, our Week 11 podcast. And a big thank you to all of you that have been following along all season. To you newcomers, a big thanks as well for giving us a try and a special huzzah to those of you that have spread the word on social media or have weighed in on iTunes through reviews or ratings. Uh, Again, we keep saying it. I won't take too long to say it, but new podcast. We can use all your help uh, if you don't mind. If you like the pod, the best way for you to pay us back is not showering Cynthia with compliments, although she does deserve them. It is rating, uh, reviews, and spreading the word. Week 11. All right, quickly, Cynthia, for those that are joining us, I feel like I do it every time, and people are just like, oh, already, I get it. She's brilliant. Predictive analytics, Northwestern, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Uh, algorithms, models, Monte Carlo, 10,000 simulations. Well, she deserves those accolades, and it's important to set the foundation for the home we're going to build, the Week 11 home that will be constructed beginning right now. But before we build a house, Cynthia, we always have to look back at the home we built the week before and whether or not you know is the paint fading you know do we have maybe a little bit of a leaky faucet uh is the ac on the fritz do we need a freon recharge why don't we uh why don't we get a look back here at week 10 okay um so week 10 well first of all you need your quick pick because you know what we're just gonna so bad with that no you're not it's just it's mine to remember but i do radio and we're supposed to tease and like you know when you go to break you're supposed to say something stupid like LeBron might have passed Will Chamberlain last night, but find out why that's the last guy he's passing. Next. And it's just annoying. It's like, look, either you like the show or you don't. I I like the idea of, I like the idea of like, when I hear you do the reads when you, when we, for other shows here. Heck yeah. Oh God. I like the idea of being here and being like more peppy because I can hear them tell you to say it like different ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you know how that goes, right? I do. I do actually know how that goes. You've got to be in my, that's right. You've seen it. Shut up. That's what the director gets from me. (laughs) All right. So. Quick pick. Quick pick is what? All right. So, Internation's capital, Houston, takes on Washington. And you know what? I think there's going to be more points than you might imagine in that one. Okay. Even though it's two top seven scoring defenses facing off, I think, you know what? This is gonna, it's just going to be more, more okay. points. More offense you. than you think. More more points Lots than some offense. believe in the than district some. Yep. at FedEx Field. Right. All right. Let's go uh, recap of Week 10. Did darn well. Nine, against, four, yeah. and one against the number. Yep. Uh, that is 89 and 44. Straight up, it wasn't on good. On the year. It, straight up, where, like, you know, there, there's a... Whatever. Just, but what did I say gotta, to that? Whatever. But you know what? That's why we give you scores. Yeah, so exactly. you can figure out how to navigate it yourself. Your confidence picks, two or three. You know what my quick math says? 66%. Coming up, why that uh, number that means is LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. We've got applause. I don't like that applause. I want golf claps. Cynthia's got too much class, Shoppy. She's too classy a lady for you to be giving her just like a rousing sitcom style of applause. I want golf claps. All right, that's what we want. That's right. That's Next right. week, there's your assignment, Mr. Producer. Here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. Uh, before we get started, a big uh, – we live here in Southern California. I've lived here for almost 30 years now, and it is a great community. It is a community that rallies around each other when we face adversity, and unfortunately, because I've lived here as long as I have, I've been through serious earthquakes – Uh, And these wildfires become a seasonal event, and it sucks. And people lose their homes. I had to be evacuated in 1993 in the Malibu fires, uh, the house I lived in, uh, for whatever reason. And it wasn't cool that it did not burn down because the houses around us did, and there were families and memories in those houses, and we were just six idiot college kids living in a crappy house that managed to stand. So these people lose everything. And if you can help them out, boy, would that be great. 
redcross.org. I've seen them uh, in action, and it's so going to get good. worse. It's so good. Yeah, the fire season is here, and the rain season is coming, and that means mudslides in a lot of these areas. So it's going to be a tough go for the next six months even, and they can use your donations to, to some degree, look forward as well. If you wouldn't mind uh, texting California Wildfires, that's CA Wildfires to 90999, it automatically donates $10 to the American Red Cross of California and the Wildfire Relief, and they need you desperately. So get Absolutely. That. And if you live in Southern California, because many do, you can go in Venice. There's been you know clothing drives. You can yes. go donate stuff. I Yesterday I learned that some of the best things you can get Starbucks gift cards, right? Things that seem kind of like sun sunblock stuff like that. You can you can and go liquids. Stuff, the yeah. firefighters, our first yes. responders. I I don't I don't mean to do this and make it anecdotal, but oh. I do have friends that are firefighters. Me and too. They say just liquids. There are drop off points where they can get water and Gatorade uh, because they do not get a break. I'm sure you've seen some of just the gut-wrenching photos of the firefighters in their full gear just passed out in the middle of a dirt lot because that's the only place they can get their rest. Uh, they are true Amazing. heroes, uh, our true first heroes. responders, so please help them out any way you can. All right, uh, Miss 9-4-1 and one last week. Here we go. <laughs> uh, we call them Freeland's Faves. Uh, as you know what it means, favorites, Cynthia likes them. Eagles at Saints. Saints by over seven points. Right now, seven and a half. Uh, walk us through it. So this one comes down to – the Saints deep passing, which drives a score, a most likely score of 32-24. That's eight points. Really, the number I that I like in this one is that the Saints win in 70% of the simulations. And it, it, oh. I can't support that. I just can't. I can't. I mean, it's, listen, Shoppy, just real quick. And I know, I know what this podcast is for, and I know why you're listening, and you don't need my stupid asides. No, I like asides. There are very few uh, things in the world of arts that are truly American. We have not invented many things, you know, but jazz is the one thing we have and we own. And it was born uh, in New Orleans, in Chicago, Kansas City, New York. If we're going to play music for the Saints, I don't want when the Saints go marching in. Pull me some Louis Armstrong, please. Oh, would yeah. You, would Louis you please? Armstrong let's for just, sure. Let's just, let's just make sure. All right, okay. Shoppy, moving okay. forward. Well, you got home. That's two. You're now zero for two. <laughs> okay, let's see if you can get the golden Keeping sombrero, Mister. I'm still wearing my Red Sox hat. Oh boy, stinking Red Sox. So, all right, <laughs> we all know Drew Brees is a fast passer. The quick passes have really been the foundation of this offense. But what you might not know is that he has the highest passer rating on deep passes. So those are defined as 20 plus air yard passes. So highest passer rating on those in the NFL for the season. Thank you, Next Gen Stats, for that. And by the way, the Eagles against these types of passes, eight touchdowns allowed to only one interception. So that is not ideal. You know what's not ideal? And I think That's this is – Those are, those are yeah. on longer developing plays. I mean, I would assume, and I don't know if you've run the individual numbers, but uh, good luck selling me on there being a better receiver in the NFL than Mike Thomas. Oh, did you, did not you even, not read my not article? I said – Of said, course I read it. That's why I set you up. <laughs> I mean, that was a softball. See yeah, what I right. did there? Come on, partner. I know, I know. So it's all, about, it's all about the first down ability. And Michael Thomas, both on the ball in terms of his actual ability to catch the ball and earn those extra yards, get his hips facing the right direction, and – to draw coverages away from uh, so his other receivers or Alvin Kamara or other people, he changes the space more than any other receiver in the NFL. So you, I know you, you know why you don't remember this? Because we actually wrote it way back like four weeks ago. I knew that. So so that's Clearly. why. That's why. That's why. it's And we said it kind of before you saw him catching two pass 
touching pa- uh, touching pass downs. <laughs> touching pass down. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. That's, that's exactly kind of like what it is. Uh, that's kind of like Bruce Springsteen. That's like Bruce Springsteen's speedball. When yep. he said he'll throw that speedball right by you, and it's like yeah, I don't think Bruce knows too much about baseball if he's calling it a speedball. Yeah. Hey, what no. Are you do? Uh, yeah. No. So then the other side, I just do want to say the one other thing that makes it such a convincing win is the fact that the Saints defense has been so good against the run. So if you look at how Wentzel, Carson Wentz early in that last game when they kind of couldn't get together, they need to have their run game be sort of fortified. And the Saints, not only they're allowing only 80.1 rushing yards per game, which is best in the NFL, they've been, they've, they're, what they're doing to do that is they're doing a combination of getting off their blocks quickly. And they're also keeping gap integrity. So I'm re-measuring everything with computer vision to talk about gap integrity and to talk about the down linemen getting off their blocks fast. So those two things, like it'll come up later in this one, but I'm, I'm measuring it with computer vision and they're doing that the best in the NFL. All right. You're coming with gap integrity, computer yeah. vision. Uh, here's what I'm coming Nerd with. Vision. And one of the things that I really enjoy about this particular season uh, and really to some degree recently, uh, and, and I just kind of think back to the Eagles and that loss against the Cowboys when Zeke went crazy and just how important because it is such a pass-happy league and we're talking about 5,000 yards like it's 3,000 yards passing now for quarterbacks. Just look at the top five teams in the NFL. Kansas City. Kareem Hunt run a little bit. Can he can he keep that balance? That, that offense balance? Uh, just a little bit. Todd Gurley of the Rams. Of run, run a little bit. Keep it balanced. The Saints that we're Heard looking at right now. Uh, Kamara, Ingram, keep that offense balanced. The Chargers, Melvin Gordon is on an MVP campaign. And the Pittsburgh Steelers with James Conner. Uh, the Eagles are struggling because they decided, oh, remember last year when we did this whole Smallwood, Clement, uh, Jai kind of, we can do that again. No, you can't. Yeah, the answer to that is no you can't. You got away with it once, and it's you have got to have. And I know they're undervalued or overvalued if you pay for too much for one. But if you want to win a Super Bowl, I think last year was more an anomaly um, and an exception than the rule. And I think this year is certainly proving that because you're seeing the best offenses being more balanced mm-hmm. than we have in the past. And, and that's why I absolutely love the Saints this week because man, it is so hard to deal. With Drew Brees, when you've got to worry about Alvin Kamara and Mark and Mark Ingram, it's just it is such a good team, and that's why I'm so happy that I picked them to go to the Super Bowl at the start of the season, and I'm feeling so good about that right now because, well, the other side of it, when you pick the Chiefs and I roundly mocked you, is making me look like a fool <laughs> at this point. So, uh, but I have not given up on that. I still believe their defense will come back to bite them in the ass, and that is still I, my I, projection. I, I got a great Bob Sutton for you, sorry, later. Love Bob Sutton, yeah. one of my uh, absolute favorites. All right, so Saints Anyways, by I do, and yes, and over I do want to say because this game is pretty interesting. I mean, it gets kind of overshadowed by that other one that happens to be in our town. Mm, no, it got moved. Um, they got moved to here, but I will say that the, there's more points scored than you might imagine after watching the Saints. Or, sorry, the Eagles last week. And part of that is because they're going to use play action with Wentz, and he's actually incredible using play action. And the Saints are third worst in passer rating allowed when people, when opposing quarterbacks use play action. Okay. So play action does drive up that score. It's not going to be this boring game. It's going to be a very exciting one. Maybe not as exciting as the one here on Monday night, but apart from that, it is still going to be a lot of offense in that. So if you have any pass catchers for the Eagles on your fantasy team, you're totally fine. Let's go Thursday night football. Seahawks by less than a field goal, uh, two and a half, and you like what? You know, this is how you know that we do math here as opposed to like uh, You do part. the math here. We. You. You're a math person too, mm, you know that, right? Don't know what you're talking about. All right, so my model has the Seahawks winning in an overwhelming – What? Oh, go ahead. What? What? There you go. <laughs> 62%. So that, that's 
more than I would have thought. Um, just me too. Check. And then the score that's most likely 26, 23. Now I'm going to tell you we're recording this on Thursday morning. The injury report is going to be super, super important in this one because the two the right and left tackle Balaga Bakhtiari, they've been on the injury report all week for, for Green limited. Day. Yeah. Yeah. They've been limited and KJ Wright on the other side for the defense. So important. For this, that's a really, really, really big deal. So I, more, I feel better about saying that the Seahawks will win than I do about the score in this one. And I, I, I really, I'm actually a little. Here's here's the thing that is very tough to model, and my this is why my gut doesn't love like my again the math is what it is, and I I do math whatever the emotional loss at, coming down from the Rams, I don't know how to factor that in properly. Um, I do have days of rest. I do have margin of victory. I do have, if it's a, you know, we, I, I account for all of those things in it, but there's something about my, like when I look at this, I'm like, wow, 62%. Okay. And then when I dug a little bit deeper and then I see that the run game actually determines this one because both quarterbacks play playground ball, you know, in that they're both great out of the pocket. You'll hear that narrative over and over again, but really whoever can generate the best rushing offense is really going to win this game. Seahawks sneaky give up the fourth most yards per rush in the league. If you look where they're where they're doing that, the reason Bobby Wagner's getting all those tackles is because they're getting past that those down linemen. They have one. They really just have one good defensive front four uh, player. That's Frank Clark, and Heard he is him. awesome. And yeah. he's going to get paid this off season, and he's probably As the he least mentioned pass rusher in the league. But man, is he nasty! Uh, you mentioned KJ Wright. He might be. It's crazy to say, but he might be more important than Bobby Wagner because Bobby Wagner's freaking good. When you watch how quickly he closes and his ability yeah, to coverage but, but here's, is so the underrated. The only problem about that, though, is that if it's getting to – when you have your – you should have some balance of – so here's what the new computer version is measuring. It's not fully vetted yet. I've only done it for one season, so i got to go 10 seasons before I can start adding it to the model. But I measure the direction of shoulders at the time a running back is hit and hips, shoulders and hips. If your shoulders are – perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, then a running back can get more yards, right? Think about it. The gap is... Oh, you're talking about the linebacker. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm talking about the down lineman. Right. Right, the down lineman. So the reason that... Part of the reason why Bobby Wagner is so important to that offense, or defense rather, is because... They, they're not able to slow the run down. If you have yards after contact, if it's something that's like a, a, a parallel hit versus a perpendicular hit, you can run a lot faster if it's parallel, right, if the gap is bigger. So that's kind of thing. And they're not getting off their blocks fast. That's And I would I do want to point out, because as I'm looking at their depth chart now, and I wasn't a second ago, I forgot Jaron Reed's been playing well too. Yeah. And he he's actually really good and extremely underrated. So I don't want uh, people to freak out and be like, dude, what about Jaron Reed? He's been good. Uh, the secondary's not good. That's where I think Aaron Rodgers attacks them and gets out ahead here. The other problem, too, is I don't know. Look, I know you like them. I'm not saying I don't. The pro football focus people do a great job, but I don't get their O-line grades. I've never understood it. Anybody I talk to that's done offensive line, played the offensive line, coaches offensive line, says it's the dumbest thing ever because you have no idea what the assignments are, what they're supposed to block, what the plan is, so it's impossible to grade unless you talk to the O-linemen and the O-line coaches. For whatever reason, they got the Seahawks O-line graded high. That makes no sense to me, having watched a couple of their games going into the Charger game and then watching them in the Charger game, that O-line does not look good. So you can tell me whatever you want. The pro football focus grade is. I ain't buying it. So I spent a year measuring the bums, knees, and ankles, and back a whole year 
measuring these things with computer vision, with my eyes, with, with an online coach trying to understand. I don't, I like what pro football focus is doing overall and they got to do something and that's the best they can do as an outsider approximating all of it. But I don't know if you can like, I just, I just, I position it that way because when I say it, people are like, well, pro football focus has them rated as a top five line. That's Great. great. Go watch the game. Go watch the game and watch DJ Fluker routinely trip over his own feet. Watch Jermaine Effetti get wrecked in pass pro. uh, And watch Russell Wilson run for his life if he's got to take more than a three-step drop. I don't know what the – you know, I don't know how they're grading it, but it just – when I watch it, I don't get it. So, for me, it's more about if you – like – this is a separate conversation, but sure. to me, a great O-line in general would be like quarterback agnostic. So I could put the, like, well, how would you perform? Yeah, but so you can't do that. But, uh, no, you know but, what I mean? But, like, that's my, the thing. But my you, point you is, is like, Russell Wilson is masking how sure. poor they're yeah. doing. I think that's, rushing that's totally is fair. masking how poor they're doing because you they're so, cheating on the test they're cheating on yeah, the test they, 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 right. they got a high grade because they cheated on the test because russell wilson gets he he takes care and plus by the way you know and i don't want to get too deep into this it's a thursday night or we're doing this on thursday so right. it's good right. that we're not talking about the game specific you like the seahawks i like the packers great but i think it, it, i don't know what brian schottenheimer's doing with this offense either i understand he's not calling a lot of seven step or even five step drops he's not pushing the ball downfield but not using Russell Wilson's legs, and I don't know if that's a conscious decision that he's making, but Russell is probably, I think, not probably, he is, in my lifetime watching football, the greatest at managing to shed contact. That dude never takes a direct hit. He knows how to avoid getting hurt. I know he's diminutive in stature, but he's thick, he's strong, and he's smart, and he doesn't take hits. So get him out and get him running because he's on pace to take half of the mo- of the least amount of rushes he's ever had in a season in his career. Less than half. He's on pace for like 48 rushes. The least he's ever taken is 96. So I don't know what Brian Schottenheimer's doing up there, but man, that's your best weapon. Start using it or the season's going to be over again. Yeah. One thing to watch for in this one is the Packers outside rushing. So especially Aaron Jones off to the left side of the offense. That's where they're most efficient. It's about five yards per carry. That matches up really well to where Seattle's most vulnerable. Seattle's uh, across the defensive right. So that's where the left would be the right, you know, number 32 in the NFL with 8.5 yards per rush allowed. So if they can get Aaron Jones going over to the left and get those yards, like that's the only way for me that, that, that the Packers. Yeah. And I mean, I watched, you know, again, it's a single game observation, but it was, you know, they started, the Chargers started to run Melvin up the middle a little yep. bit early on. And when they started attacking those edges, it's the edges because Frank Clark's just running up field. So if you can get him sealed inside, Melvin was just attacking those edges and ripping off seven, eight yards per carry. And you mentioned the emergence of Aaron Jones and if they can do that. Then, uh, then, Hey, maybe Pretty sure. my, prediction will come through and not yours and your fancy man. <laughs> All right, let's go Texans, Redskins. You uh, you gave us a quick pick. You think there's going to be some points here. What do we I got? Do. Texans, I've... by the way, uh, currently the number less than a field goal. They're on the road, but they are uh, they are expected to win by two and a half points. Yeah, well, I have them winning by 20 or 26-21, which is five points. Which I was going to say by double. 26. Yep, 26. Dang. Yeah. Texans win in 63% of the simulations. And I think that if you look at that number, 26-21, the most likely score, if you just if you think about like what a normal NFL score is, you know, about 22 points per game used to be the average. This year we got to kind of up that one. So if you're thinking each each team might score about that, right? 
It's way more than that. Sure. So Well, especially with as good as those defenses are, not to mention as much as Washington wants to run the ball. Uh, yeah, they, they traded for Alex Smith and, and gave him a big old contract, but they know they are best when they're run heavy. And that tends to make you think and why the numbers suggest that it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, but this you know, Texans offense has been a lot more explosive the last couple weeks, um, and we'll see whether or not Demarius Thomas can still fill that role of, of Will Fuller. Uh, and keep that point total going. Two things here. There's, look, these are both, like you said, top seven scoring defenses. But there's two. There's two areas: the offensive diversity for Houston. So short passes to Lamar Miller. The Redskins defense has given up a ton, almost seven receptions to running backs per game. That's tied for fourth most in the league receptions to running backs per game. That's a lot. So that's how you get rid of their next gen. Has the Washington defensive front generating the most pressure, 33 percent. So most pressure by percentage in the NFL. This is this is a big deal, but if you have Lamar Miller catching those short passes, that's how you can kind of escape that big deal. And oh, by the way, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who you can now scheme using between him and Demarius Thomas. The safeties are the key to that Washington defense. So if you can, who's going to draw the safety coverage? Because they're corners, and Josh Norman, by the way, is allowing a 111 passer rating. So you want, give me, give me Nuke all day if you can get him one-on-one with Josh Norman. Like, all day. Right. And if Demarius Thomas can help kind of take that double coverage or change the change the shape of the defense a little bit, that's a really strong reason why, right? Uh, yeah, and I, I guess I just try to – I'm trying to figure out where Washington's going to get their points with this O-line. You know, I mean, no Harris. Think, <laughs> right? I mean, you, right? I mean, and obviously Doxing got the big touchdown last week, and, and if Crowder's back and healthy, and, and we don't know, and that's why you keep an eye on, on Cynthia's Twitter feed and see – which is C. Freeland, right? Yep. Just C. Freeland, um, because things can change if he gets more passing options. But you think about J.J. Watt and that defensive front, and I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I know Jonathan Cooper has been waived by, I think, at least 10 teams in the league. That's the left side. Um, so do you know how to pronounce Tide? Yep. Because I think that's how you I say it. I think you it. got it completely I right. I got it right. But um, they got a dude from Texas State. Uh, at left tackle, they've got Cooper, who was a former first-round pick, but truly has been traded, I think, like nine times and never made a start and just now making his way from team to team when they lose their guards. And their center is, I believe, a Wyoming Cowboy, if memory serves me correct. Anyway, I don't know why I'm sh- taking shots at, at smaller schools. But it's not about the shots at smaller schools. What I'm getting at is, is you've got that defensive front of Texas and, and of, of the Texans, and, man, I don't know how that works out for the Redskins to score points. Because they couldn't, they couldn't score points against the Buccaneers. I mean, that's crazy. Well, you know what's even crazier? The Redskins haven't had a lead change all season long. It's the first team since crazy? 1954. Nine games, no lead change. And what team was that in 1954? The Redskins. <gasps> there's you need that. Yeah. There's where you need that sound effect. Right. I think that's an. I think that's an interesting. Like it. it it's not a very probable thing. It's so what you're saying is. Score first, Texans. Yep. You're then you're, then you're it gonna, doesn't matter. Win that game. Then it doesn't matter. I'm All you got to do is score. I go uh, Texans as well. Cowboys at Falcons, and Deion Jones is back. Huge, huge Giant, for them. Giant, big deal. Um, what do you, the Falcons are uh, expected to win by three and a half points. What do you got? I have the Falcons winning 26-24 as most likely score. Falcons. I, Falcon. be- I believe that's a Seahawk. Uh, I believe I heard that. So if you're going to play a bird sound effect, <laughs> you're going to have to get more shopping. Okay. Falcons win in 59.2% of the By the, the way, no such thing as a Seahawk. No. They say it's an Osprey, but eh, not really. Fictional bird. UNH Osprey. Or, Falcon. No, U- U- University of North Florida Ospreys. That's what they are. That's right. Is that right? It is. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's that's rare what I'm that saying. Can know Seahawk, that's what they like try it. to say it is. It's not. It's mm, like a regular that's hawk. That's a hawk. Me. Yeah, not a falcon. But hey, whatever. It works, Shappy. We're working through this, man. <laughs> We're at trial and error. All right, Cowboys, Falcons. You like the Falcons. I do. 26 22. Um, the pace favors Atlanta. So. I'm going to use a, bas- a basketball reference, and we're going to do it. So the the Cowboys are kind of like the Spurs, right? Never they, heard of them. They do a better job when it's a slower pace, when they can eat up clock, when they can get Zeke rushing. We can they can be e- efficient and not, you know, and their offense stays on the field. So I do want to give some love to Amari Cooper because of the we keep seeing how his route running ability is helping create more separation. That we saw how imp- impactful that was on Monday night. And Zeke, it helps him too because it clears out stacked boxes. So a lot. Can of- I can I interrupt you? Yeah. Just because you, be know, nice. you know me, it'll, it'll bother me. Just because the Cowboys aren't elite, you know, like when I think of the Spurs, I think of all those championships and I think Agreed. of elite teams. So how about from now on? Because I know you like to use that when it comes to pace. How about if we do like, hey, the Cowboys are like the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they've only won know. three playoff games in the last 20 years. That's fair. It's so a, why don't we good, say – It's a good – Is that okay? Can we do that? Yeah, Sorry we, for we being can, no, all I, weird you know like what? that, but I, I just, just think it's a more apt description, right? Because you're like, wait a minute. They're like the Spurs. Is that is, – is she just saying that because they're both from Texas? No. Is she generalized? Because we don't like San Antonio here in Dallas. You know what I mean? Fair point. Fair point. So the Cowboys you. are like? The Grizzlies. There we go. There we go. Everybody wins. <laughs> but Atlanta pays, plays at a really fast pace, and they're able to – I mean, like, they still are number two in passing yards per game. And, yes, Dallas is a top ten scoring defense or number third, number three in scoring top ten defense overall. But that pace and their offensive diversity, again, is what favors Atlanta in this one. And even though we've seen – look, I – I hate when people are like, oh, the Cowboys are back. Like, you have this tiny. They get excited. People well, get excited. Well, they should get excited. You know how it is. You're a golfer, Cynthia. You know. You know, you have a good couple holes after a miserable score. Next thing you know, you're on the fourth hole. And you're like, shot, you know what? And I'm like, yes. This might be it. This might be it. And then guess what comes? This Guess what comes up? Reality. A snowman. Yeah. Just a, a shank straight into the woods. Right. Followed by like a, a duff into the water. Ah! Uh, exactly. What is that? Boy, oh, boy. Shoppy is getting a little too. Okie dokie. Yeah. Can we handcuff him? <laughs> All right. Back to the game. Let's do it. We mentioned Deion Jones is back. Uh, That's really huge. That's one of the most determining factors in this is the is the middle that the quarterback of the defense is back for the Falcons. Huge deal. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, the defense can't be worse. That's for sure. We just watched Baker Mayfield cut it up, uh, you know, for his best game. And that's just been routine. It's hard to figure out the Cowboys. Um, I mean, look, they they lose Sean Lee. Leighton Vanderish has a freaking unreal game. Uh, Leighton Vanderish is legit against. Sure. I don't know what what do you have like nine. I think it was nineteen tackles, if I remember right, uh, against the Eagles. Just something nuts like that. So I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. I'd stay away from this, but forced to 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 pick, I'll, I'll go Falcons. I mean, fifty nine percent. It's not the fifty nine point two percent. It's not like in the seventies or. If 80%. it were at Dallas, you know, but you're on the fast track. You're you've got that offense. Julio Jones is unstoppable, like he always is. I like Calvin. All right, yeah, I'll go Falcons. Bucks at Giants. <laughs> Giants are favored by two. Yep, I have the Giants coming out on top. Most likely score twenty-seven twenty-four. Giants win in a whopping fifty-three point two percent simulation. Okay. <laughs> this one I don't think is going to be that offensive juggernaut you might expect, considering the Bucks have had, you know, the number one scoring offense. All these things we've seen from Fitzmagic. I think that there's. 
primarily the Bucks' negative 19 turnover differential. That's bad. Yeah, that's a that's really, really bad problem. That's and, historically bad. And their most red zone giveaways and three in each of the past three games. Okay. And the fact that it is kind of weird that they had 501 yards of offense and they only scored three points. It's not weird. It's embarrassing. Well, it's, it's the only time. It's Super Bowl era epic. Yeah. Unheard of. As you would expect. As you, Correct. Um, but And then on the other side, the reason the Giants come out on top, Eli has the most sacks and the highest sack rate in his career, 32 over nine games. And the Bucks are about 25th, tied for 25th in sacks per game. It's really the the fact that there'll be less pressure on Eli Manning, get this offense going. I think Odell Beckham – actually, I think it was Landon Collins said something like, we have 1% chance, I'll take it, which means I think he listens to the pod. I think you're absolutely right, and I concur with everything you said. And because it's the Giants versus the Bucks, We're moving on. Yeah, Steelers – at Jags, uh, I feel comfortable saying the Jags are already out. Too many explosive personalities in that uh, locker room to deal with this type of adversity. Steelers can pretty much make it official with a victory, and they are favored uh, in Jacksonville by five, which is a pretty big number. Yep. Uh, and you I still just, like it. Yeah. I have the Steelers 27-21 most likely score. Steelers win in 69.7% of the simulations. That's almost 70%. That's a high number for me and my model. Um realistically in this one it's the look when you think of when you think of the Jags run game, that's the key. That's what we saw. That's how they almost almost upset Indianapolis, but they didn't. Um but the Steelers have the fourth best rush defense in the league. They only allowed ninety point eight rushing yards per game. And if you look at how they're doing it again, gap integrity. They're more they're not getting off their blocks as fast as some of the other ones, but their gap integrity, there's just no place for people to go. And although Leonard Fournette is elite at rushing, he's great at yards after contact. This just isn't the type of yards situation where he's gonna earn those yards after contact. I wanna take the Jags. Just because doesn't this Do feel? It, it just it, does actually. it feels like this is the this is the roadie that Ben goes on and after throwing five touchdown passes and wrecking the Panthers, he throws three picks and the Steelers lose by two touchdowns and the the, the continuation I mean, of well they just it. can't we've figure out the it. Jags you know the Jags got their number it's just right. one of those things you know but then you think about okay they just went to Indianapolis and Andrew Luck just carved up that supposed dominant Jags defense. Not to take anything away from Andrew Luck. He's an elite quarterback. That offensive line's been playing as well as any unit in the league, and that's kind of what the recipe is in Pittsburgh, right? The O-line's been great. Um, I think I'm going to take the Jags, though. Do it. I think I'm going to do it. Do it. I am going to do it, Cynthia. There we go. All right. Now you can get back to the... Whoa. I want to talk... Whoa, that's a mean dog. Hit that again. That's fake. Yeah, that's that's not a legitimate jawar. That sounds like a burp. That's that's what I mean. Like to me, it's computer generated. I need you to go like my the, stomach to the makes YouTube. that noise like right? after a few hours. Yeah, that's uh, I'm that's taking weird. That's a weird one. I'm taking the cats. I like the cats. I like, but I I like the Steelers more. But I think it's interesting. There's something about like we're on some like some streaks here. And, you know, we've talked about, like, are winning streaks or losing streaks, like, a thing? Like, in baseball, people talk about it all the time. And losing streaks are actually more interesting and more um, predictive than winning streaks. Just so you know. Okay. This is Jags 5. This is a, this is a losing streak for them. Right. 5 straight. I will, uh, So yeah. just, just wanted to add that I'm in there. Take, I'm going to take them. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right. Big Ben game. Does, does Antonio Brown have a touchdown? Because yes. Ramsey's been moving around a lot, but Boye should be back. Yeah. I'm going to say, yes, he does. Um, but I'm going to say Big Ben has at least two interceptions. And, yeah, how you okay. Like that? All right. You got to put Hot that take. in the confidence hey, how about index. All, how about Shoppy, take, write Jake. that one down.
Broncos at Chargers. Chargers favored by over a touchdown, seven and a half. Uh, they are home for the first time in five weeks. Speaking of streaks. Happy about that. Six-game Charger win streak on the line. Right. They've been playing well. They've, they've, uh, they've well. kept it interesting, that's for sure. For sure. I have the Chargers coming out on top, 29-21. They win in 72.9. That's 73% of the simulations. I, biggest reason here is, what, Rivers under pressure and against the Blitz, 96 passer rating and 103 passer rating, respectively. And, yes, Miller and Chubb are great at getting pressure and sacks. Like number three and number four, highest sack rate in the league. But they got they got answers for that. They do, and the answers, answers. the answers Philip Rivers. He he is so good. I mean, it is crazy now that I've had the the wonderful uh, I don't know blessing of watching him. I just you don't know, you know, he's not flashy. I just wish he was. There's nothing every game. Yeah, he he gets rid of the ball so fast. He identifies what's going to happen on the defense of the side every single time, and he knows when to throw the screen. He knows when to throw the slant. He knows when he's going to be able to drop back because they look like they're blitzing and they're only bringing three. And he just stands back there and waits for Tyrell Williams to burn his guy. It's, it is the precision of a surgeon, um, and I think the key is the other side. Garrett Bowles has been a, and I hate saying it, uh, you know, in such – I don't know, harsh Last. words. He's been terrible at left tackle, just terrible. They lose their center, that, and they've been starting to run a lot of stunts not with paradise, Melvin on the inside. Not much more paradise for, right? Isn't it <laughs> right, exactly. Name? Paradise is out. Right. So uh, you're seeing Melvin Ingram line up over guards more, and when he does that, look the hell out. I Are think we getting without, Joey Bosa back? I don't know. He said, Are we going to get him back by Kansas City? Is he said really two weeks ago, if you see me practice on Wednesday, it means I'm playing on Sunday. I'm not going out to practice if I'm not playing on Sunday. So he practiced on Wednesday. Um, but I don't know if it's terrible to say because, you, look, the Broncos, are, the Broncos aren't the Raiders. The Broncos are losing games right. that are close. Case Keenum has blown two games for them against really good teams. He hits Demarius Thomas. They beat the Rams. It's that simple. They were in that Chiefs yes, game. So it's a good team. Um, I just think it's a bad matchup for them. Uh, you know, the balanced offense of, of Gordon and, and Rivers, I think I'm with you. Um, Here's my question. Yeah. Do we get Bosa back by Chiefs week? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think I think he wants okay. to probably play All on right. Sunday. Right. I think that's – I think the way the – I think the way the – team probably looks at it is okay can we manage without Joey against Denver and Arizona uh if the answer is yes let's just wait till the Pittsburgh game because you know you're gonna try that you said Arizona without like flinching at all yeah I mean I think those are (laughs) right those are the those are the two games you know after that you've got you know because look at the stretch after that Pittsburgh Cincinnati Kansas City Baltimore right so it's like are we really gonna risk just tell me I can have him from Pittsburgh on and I'm good. We'll figure it out until right. then. We feel pretty good about our matchups and, and how effective they've been. Derwin James, man, he he was very quiet for about two weeks. Go watch that game against the Raiders. And, man, you want to see if they don't have to keep him high, and I don't think they got to keep him high against the Broncos. Without Demarius Thomas, I know, I know Cortland Sutton's been good, but I don't feel like – and they don't have a tight end that he's got to worry about traveling with. Man, Derwin in the box Jeff is Jeff Hireman. Uh, you know, and, and I like Jeff Hireman actually. I do. I but do too. but I think you get to keep Derwin in the box and man, that changes everything. I don't know how that guy's not the defensive rookie of the year. I think that to me is just fait accompli. It's it's done. He's that impactful. 
um, even without splashy statistics and interceptions. Uh, there's and a lot of categories. splashy. I mean, I've got a lot on him. The way that they're using him in 31. Are real, so 33 and 31 when you're watching the game this Sunday, that's going to be something going forward for those Steelers games, for those. Yeah. The, and I don't mean to look past the Broncos in any way, but especially in games where it's going to be so it's going to be so interesting to see how they stop like a James Conner runner and a Kareem Hunt runner. Like that is going to be I'm going to I'm I'm psyched to see that. Yeah, because and they're that's, really that's where both of them really with all those defensive them. backs with those putting in the defensive backs play a lot more nickel like based on injury or whatever. Like they're built for, to to stop speed, but then you have this like thrasher up front, and yeah. then it's like oh great, so we're stopping speed and we're stopping the run. So really, your your fake stuff isn't going to work for me, right? It'll, and it'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, this will be their first full. And granted, it was a full game, but it was against the Raiders uh, without Denzel Perriman, you. and the run defense is so dependent on him and the fact he's gone for the year they're running a lot of those six defensive back sets and adrian phillips who's that's 31 who's yeah who's who's good um who's got a little bit of size as a safety he's probably about 220 pounds but he's not 260 pounds like you know or 255 like denzel was so So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out this full game with Lindsay, who's a very effective and punishing runner my um my favorite two expressions in football um, one was like waist bender, so that's why I spent a full year measuring offensive linemen. And the second one is light in the bum, but you use the A word. Light in the right? ass. Yeah, like yeah, he's light in the ass. Right, he's light in the it's ass. All right, you can say so, it. Got it. So there we go. I'm just gonna. Th- I think it's gonna be so interesting because when coaches are like, "Oh yeah, they're light in the ass," and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. And it's like when they're 30, 40 pounds less heavy. So this is gonna be the great case study. For you know who's light in the ass? Who? Colton Miller. Yeah. And you watched it. You saw it whenever Melvin Ingram, and he's given up probably 60 pounds to Miller, and you're watching just two hands on the chest, and boom, Miller's gone. I mean, look, I hope the guy becomes a great player. Um, he's a phenomenal athletic specimen for his size and what he can do and the way he can move. But you just said it. He's light in the ass. He's getting pushed around. I think he's surrendered more sacks than any left tackle. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, if you want to know what that means and why they use it, that's it. Yep. Guy's six foot six, three hundred and twenty pounds, and you got, you know, basically a former linebacker turned back into a defensive end who's clocking in at about two sixty five. Just he's on skates. He's just shoving him right back into anyway. All right. Speaking of the Raiders, I was about to say that go. was the perfect segue. Uh, that's what I'm here for. You know, that's you all know, I got. I'm love talking it. too much today. I'm no, I love it a little bit. No, okay. So Raiders at Cardinals. Um, the the Cardinals are favorite by four, favored by four. I have the Cardinals winning 24-19. I have the Cardinals winning in 58.5% of the simulations. This one is interesting for a few reasons. One, it's really the, the, the thing that drives the win is that the Cardinals under Byron Leftwich have really started to, like, rely on David Johnson and, like – Oh, what do you know? He's good. Oh, what do you know? Like, oh, we, Let's screen, use passes, screen passes to David Johnson are going to give our quarterback a little bit of relief and give him some some tempo and some get some rhythm going and get this whole thing going. Great. And, by the way, Fitz only needs eight receptions to pass Jerry Rice for the most receptions for a single franchise. I, I think that, that could very – very certainly happened in this game, which would be nice to see because he's one of my favorite players. I, I think he's probably one of everybody's favorite players. He How should you not be. like Larry Fitz. Yeah, um, you don't like if you don't like Larry Fitz, you don't like football. Yeah, I mentioned Colton Miller. The other problem with the Raiders is as bad as he's been, their right tackle's even worse. Brandon Parker, they're playing with rookies on both sides of that line, and their and defense. That's Woo! why Derek Carr's streaming defense dirt balling uh, fourth and five <laughs> passes. That That's why. <sighs> You're wondering how that happened. Well, he's got two tackles that are out there looking to get him killed. So, Kilt. Um, kilt? <laughs> yeah. I got a kilt. 
Yeah, right. So, I mean, look, and I think this one, the more interesting factor in this one is the fact that, you know, if the magic number is like 41, I think that we, that there's more offense yeah. in that than, than I you got nothing imagine. I'm, uh, I'm with you. I take the cards. Bengals, Ravens, AFC North showdown. Uh, what are we Who's got? playing quarterback? And by the way, okay. off the board, Flacco injury. So, until you know, we don't know. Until you know, stay away. So, yeah. I ran it both ways. This one is for, right now, it's for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Lamb Jacks. That's my new nickname for him. I don't know if that's going to stick. Nope. Don't think so. But in, that's how he comes up in my model because it just does like the first. Sure. The first. Lamb Jacks. Yeah. Well, because it, it does it like five letters of your last name and three of your first. Sounds so like a dish every at a time Greek I restaurant. Right. Every time Would I see Would you like it. Lamb Jacks, sir? <laughs> sure. Uh, so Baltimore is getting kind of like the home advantage with three points. And I have 23-20 now. No AG Green. New defensive coordinator. No idea who's playing quarterback. This is a mess. So... Let's go to the next one. No, right? like, I just want to add something real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens because the Bengals hired Hugh Jackson. So. <laughs> Listen, money. I would like anyone to love me as much as, as I dislike Hugh Jackson. No, as much as Marvin loves oh, Hugh. I thought you were going to say as much as I. Like, sure, go on first take and BS. say like as much crap as you want to about your former employer. We'll have we'll employ you here a week later. Like, no one would love me that much. And I know what's going to happen. I don't even think my mom loves me that much. He's going to end up at a desk with me at the Combine. I'm going to have to listen to it. All right, here we go. Uh, Let's go to the dogs. (laughs) You like the dogs. (laughs) There we go. That's a little too yippy. I like my dogs a little more meaty. Uh, There we go. A little bit. It's a little, that's a medium size. I'm a a big dog guy. I like the big big dog. (laughs) I didn't say I like a mean dog. I said I like a big dog. Okay? (laughs) I I don't need a mean dog. I just need a big dog. Dog right there was just attacking a poor small animal, which mine does from time to time. That's okay. He's a Labrador. He's supposed to hunt. He'll bring me, you know, moles that he digs out from the ground and just drops them at my feet, and they're half alive. And you know what I got to do? Finish them off. Get them out of their misery. That's what I do. Maybe I don't. I was about to say no. Maybe that's just something I saw on, like, Net Geo. All right, you like the dogs. I do. And we're starting with the biggest game of the week. Chiefs at Rams, supposed to be at uh, Estado Azteca. Unfortunately, their uh, groundskeepers could not sort things out. So Holy it is at the Coliseum. Moly. Yeah, bad scene. Unfortunate. But, hey, Super guess who wins? We do here in Southern California. Sure Monday do. Night Football. And, hey, a big a big uh, thank you, huzzah, way to go to the Rams. They're handing out thousands of tickets yes. to first responders and those that – uh, suffered losses in the Woolsey fire. So way to go, Rams. That is awesome, and it so should good. be a fantastic fantastic Monday night atmosphere out at the historical Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. All right, to the good stuff. Rams are favored by three and a half, but you like Kansas City. I like the Rams to win 31-30. Okay. So I think it's going to be a very close game. Rams only win in 55.5% of the simulation, so maybe this one's just best to watch. And I think, though, 31-30 is not – like everybody thinks these these are the two most ridiculous, amazing, fun offenses to watch. I think it's a little more tempered than you could imagine, right? 31-30 still a lot of offense, but a little more tempered than right. – than you could imagine. So both teams, the thing that's really interesting, both teams, number one and number two and scoring in five plays or less. So Chiefs, number one. Explosive. Right. Yep. Rams, number two. Okay. Doesn't it does, It's not that shocking. One of the things that really flagged in the model here, and obviously the reason th- that the Rams come out on top, is because of the Chiefs' defense. So it's terrible. The the. the but one of the things to watch going forward, one of the reasons that it stays so close, is that when you look at the Rams' defense, and it's been look, terrible, right? It's not what, it, and it's kind of like not favoring. Like last season, they were not good at stopping the run, 
but teams weren't running on them in the second half because their their offense, the Rams' up. offense, was getting out to such a convincing league that opposing teams had to throw to keep up with them. But now, when your throwing defense <laughs> is not the thing that that's your strength, then when people are throwing against you, look what happens. You are in games late. It's it's you almost you know you could potentially have you're giving Russell Wilson who's a, an elite scorer you're giving him the ability to go down the field and pass against you like that like these are these are things that going forward could be a problem elite quarterbacks yeah. have torn their defense apart and our producer uh Shoppy here just mentioned in my ear hey revenge game for Peters hey he doesn't need revenge he needs to figure it out cuz he's getting torched and he wants to take shots at Sean Payton hey you played like crap how about you just be quiet Right. You know, what? what's the, uh, the the famous saying is when you win, say nothing. When you lose – or no. When you lose, say nothing. When you win, say, say less. less. For Marcus Peters, say nothing. That's – that's. I'm just going to end it there. Say nothing. It's been a rough go. They desperately need a keep to leave well, to come back. Absolutely. And by the way, why are you – sorry, I'm, I'm getting into it no, now. Why, no. why are you playing Marcus Peters and man? And too many people that know more about football – than I do keep saying it, but I watched Philip right. Rivers when they put him in man on Mike Williams. Mike Williams torched him, and that was the first game and the first crack uh, in that dam. And it is now you just don't think Andy Reid, who knows everything about you know Marcus I mean? Peters, teams are already throwing deep against the Rams at the fourth highest rate in the league. They know, like it's not, it's not, a, it's like a. It's it's well it's well known and well exploited. So they got to figure out a way to to, to help take, him out. I just decided to pull this up. Do you know what the quarterback rating is? Against the Rams, do you know what their defense? What the quarterback rating against a defense that has, and Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, last year's defensive MVP, who leads the league in sacks as a defensive tackle, Michael Brockers, now Dante Fowler, Marcus Peters, uh, who am I? Uh, Lamarcus Joyner. Like, do you know what the passer rating is against them right now? What is it? Ninety-eight point nine. Ninety-eight point nine. Like that's crazy. How- it shouldn't be like that. No. And and in fairness, I'm sticking up for my guy, my Aaron Donald here. He's he, playing great. He's playing. He's playing great. You can't do it. out. You know what this is? It is the it is the conversation. And God forbid I give John Gruden any credit whatsoever. But when he looked at Khalil Mack, he's like, okay, I'm gonna pay this guy 170 million dollars, and the rest of my defense sucks. So what am I doing? Why 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 am I tr- why am I locking him up for the next five years when it's going to take me five years to find guys around him? Um, and that's what's happening right now with Donald. He is so good, but everything around him has been so bad that play, you know quarterbacks have now figured out right. we can attack him on the outside. And you have seen elite quarterbacks: Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers do exactly that. Um, Just so you know, if when you're watching, if they can get Kareem Hunt going if they can get him to really slow down and chew up the clock that's how the the Chiefs would win this one yeah and look I'm pulling for the Rams for obvious reasons Um, I'm pulling for 31-30 win because I want to watch that (laughs) yeah oh no I think it'll be a great game I I think you're absolutely right I mean I don't look the totals I'm not touching that total Um, the idea that that you're projecting 64 points is crazy. Uh, not you. I'm just saying the proverbial you uh, right. or the proverbial they that they are projecting. 
that many points is crazy to think, yep. but that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two offenses are that good in these two defenses. All right, Cynthia, we'll pause there because that is the finest game of the week. Before we get to the rest, let's mention Candid. It's something new that we would love to talk about. Uh, you need straight teeth, right? Straight teeth look good. Cynthia will tell you she's got nice teeth. I may have to look into this Candid thing here. Clear aligner sent directly to your home and customize because here's what happened. My older brother, A, got Ivy League and B, got braces. You know what I got? Uh, public school and, hey, good luck. Figure your teeth out yourself. You're the idiot that chipped it while you were wrestling. All right, uh, Candid, clear aligners. They send them directly to your house. They're customized specifically for you to fix and straighten your teeth. It's at-home molding. You send it back, your impressions, and some photos. And those orthodontists who are highly trained and celebrated at Candid going to review your specific case. You'll get a 3D preview of what your treatment looks like. After you get that 3D preview, you decide if you want to move forward or not. So just get into this, get an idea, and then you can make the decision if you want to go through with it. You can also talk to a real person at any time. If you got questions, they'll set up a video call so you can show them those messed up chompers of yours, and they will walk you through the modeling process. The treatment, what's it take? Six months. Six months, and it's 65% less than braces. And don't I know how expensive braces are because I was told my older brother got to have them, but not me. It'll save you thousands of dollars. So you're a step away from getting straighter, whiter teeth. Take advantage of Candid's risk-free modeling kit guarantee. I may do this actually. Go to CandidCo, that's C-A-N-D-I-D-C-O dot com slash game theory. You'll save 25% on your modeling kit. There's a reason why I'm talking about it, not Cynthia. She's got perfect teeth. I do not. So I got to go visit CandidCo.com slash game theory, and you'll get 25% off the price of your modeling kit candidco.com slash game theory all right cynthia with your perfect teeth don't even want to weigh in let me listen twist in the wind I, with my imperfect teeth so whatever i paid yeah, a lot of money for these teeth exactly and that's why <laughs> we're you see and i get to go to candid and i'm not gonna have to exactly, pay as much money exactly actually for my perfect i'm coming for your teeth money for me. yeah i'm coming for your teeth cynthia i'm going to candid co your teeth are going down fun fact that's teeth are going. my best feature it's, it's the truth no, it's not, Cynthia. You know your best oh, feature boy. is? My brain. That's right. Okay. Because that's My why teeth. we're doing we're not doing this podcast. <laughs> I'm not getting paid because of those teeth of yours. I'm getting paid because of your brain, your ability to do math. <laughs> Tell me your teeth are your best feature. Panthers at Lions. Way to go, Lions. You look great last week. Way to go, Panthers. You look great last week. Cats versus cats. Cats versus cats. Which cat would you rather have? Would I rather have the yeah. Panthers? Model likes the Panthers to win 65.5%. The score that's most likely, ugh, 27-24. By the way, the Panthers favored by three and a half, so that means you're taking the dog. Cynthia taking the dog, taking the dog, taking Taking a dog. Taking a dog in a fight between two cats. Got it. I like it. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's the way you do it, right? Absolutely. Why has Cam been so successful? It's a double negative. And in this case, considering how they played last week, it is a double negative. Panthers are going to the playoffs. Panthers are going to the playoffs. First one to ten. You know, what do they got left? After this, they have Seattle at home, at Tampa, at Cleveland, Saints at home, and that's a Monday nighter, Atlanta at home, at New Orleans. Yeah, I think I think they can get four of those. So let's yeah. say I got them this week. I'm with you. That's seven wins. Seattle at home, I got that. That's eight wins at Tampa. That's nine at Cleveland, ten. Boom. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, Panthers going, going to the playoffs. playoffs. Guess yeah. who's not? Lions. The lie downs. Yeah, the lie downs. The lie downs. Um, do a quick nugget here before we yeah, move here, on. Here's a nugget. So Cam's having an MVP campaign. It's his best. His best. Except he's having it in a season when again, but Drew you know Brees what? is having the season. That's he's right. Having, but so. but sorry, bud. 
Sorry, bud. Good effort. Still best. You, you have an MVP, Drew Dudden. You ain't getting it this year. Good luck. We'll, we'll, we'll say you're having an MVP type campaign, but you ain't getting that award. You're not getting that. No. And part of the reason we have to give some Okemos love here because the Panthers are playing. The Panthers have a guy from Okemos, my hometown, on their O line, Taylor Moten. Taylor Moten from Okemos playing in Detroit. Okay. Cam sec- seventeen sacks, which is the fewest through nine games in his career. Thanks, Taylor. Taylor okay. Moten, welcome home. Um, that's my only a big problem deal. with that is, I mean, you know what the diet looks like in Okemos. It's a lot of cheese, a lot of heavy cream. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, a lot of domestic beer. Oh, so I'm worried that Taylor might maybe maybe a trip home to Okemos is not good. You know what you I know, mean? Listen, it's not like Dusty you're coming Seller. to California and getting avocados and uh, and kombucha <laughs> or stuff like that. You know, it's... kombucha, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's so good. All, All right, right, but Detroit obviously fourth fewest total pressures. I, I don't even need to nah, go about good. their run defense, but I did want to say the Taylor Moten thing because I thought that was kind of funny. Well, least. you got to shout out Okemos anytime yeah. you can. By There's the way, like the 20... seven of us. Huh? There's like seven of us, so. It's a town of seven? No. How incestual. <laughs> 2019 Pro Bowl vote is here. Which NFL players do you want to see at the 2019 Pro Bowl in Orlando? I know who I want to see. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Start now. All right, here we go. Uh, underdogs that you like to win outright. Show do. Yeah, I'm with you on this first one here. I I will take the Vikes all day against that Bear team. That is wildly overrated at this point. They are favored by two and a half. You like? It's at home, so it's at Soldier Field. Yes. By the way, it was snowing there today. Yeah. Like stick snow, not like a nice little flurry that goes away. It's mid-November. So glad we don't live there anymore. Um, For that. I love Chicago. I would love to live in Chicago, but not when it's snowing. pay a premium to live here. It's 70 degrees outside. Right. Vikings win in my model, 24-23 most likely score. Vikings win in 53.8, so 54% of the simulations. That's a lot more points than a cold winter's night in Chicago might project. Really, for this one, pressure causing turnovers or pressure in general limiting the ability of the offense to be efficient are the narrative on both sides obviously you know Mitchell Trubisky he has the fourth lowest pressure rate so he doesn't see much pressure but when he does his passer rating goes down by 40 passer rating oh that's it huh that, that that's all, just forty. That's the thing. Like, all right, tw- like eighteen's normal. Mitch, 20. Mitch looks good. Matt Nagy's offense looks good. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the schedule. Man, Mitch has really had a good three His weeks. Lights out it's, against uh, Detroit. Against, okay, yeah. and then uh, oh Buffalo, and then well, what about the one before? Oh, the Jets. Right. Oh, what do you know? What a great three weeks. May I introduce you to Mr. Daniil Hunter, sir? Would you like to? Would you like to make Linval Joseph? Side, with yeah. the side of Everson Griffin. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the idea that that this is gonna anyway. I think this is going to be a route. And when uh, Cousins, absolute route, I think it's a route. Well, I do. I and, think it's a route, and even bigger than mine. So Cousins gets Diggs back. That's great. And the, which Diggs being back really helps Thielen. Thielen and Kyle Rudolph being back, or they're both there. Kyle Rudolph um, and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook's ability to kind of be this trifecta of goodness helps lower the pressure because no one's been more pressured than Kirk Cousins this season. But how do you counteract that? Well, you do it with a guy like Dalvin Cook. You do it with a, with shorter passes. And Adam Thielen's ability to adapt and come back and just get open. I don't know if it's busted routes. I don't know what he's supposed to be doing, but you know what? He's open and Kirk Cousins finds him. And when Kirk Cousins doesn't turn the ball over, then he's super effective. What are the Bears right now? Are they 6-3? and three? They are. Okay, yeah, they're finishing 9-7. and seven. And that's good. It's a good good step. 
But I would like to point out defense that is good. When they go this to looks my, like a nine and seventeen. Go to my go to my Twitter account. Not yeah. you, but listen and see what happens. They tweet out my playoff project per percentage. Oh well, yeah, that's but that's because you Bears took the Packers. Fans get so mad. That's because you took the Packers. I didn't take them. Okay, that's because your math projected the because Packers. Look who look who they've got left. I'm with it's you. It's a forward-looking thing. Don't, so listen, all these all these Bear fans I'm, are like, I'm not, I'm Cynthia, not you suck. Matt Grabowski talking like this. Cynthia, how you gonna take the pack when the Bears Southside. are on top? By it's a six and three and a Packer four and four and one. They got a tie. You can't win a division with a tie. Yeah, you can. And guess what? The team that comes in second place is going to have a tie, too, because the Vikings are going to win the division. I disagree with you on that. I think the Vikings end up winning it. Uh, Packers for second. Know what? The Bears are a 9 you know why? You know why? And that's good. If if the Green Bay wins tonight and the Vikings then the Vikings lose to – you know, they, they've got a, they still have the Patriots and the Bears twice. They split with the Bears even or anything like that, right? Like, that's where that could come in. Just, so, and look, easier I, schedule for the Packers. I'm not the guy that digs in and is like, oh, uh, I'm sticking with the, my prediction. No, prove to me. Win this game, Bears. Yeah. Go out, win this game. Yeah. Beat the Packers at home. Yeah. Give the Rams a game, and then I'll buy it. But I just did that. The, the idea that I'm supposed to buy the Bears after they destroy the Jets, Bills, and Lions. No, sorry, you were three and three. You're now six and three after those three games. You know, let's see where you're at. To in tell your weeks. friends, give me a fun. Currently, fact. Fun the facts. Bears ha- are allowing the lowest passer rating. But again, it's sort of fake, right? Because and they're plus thirteen turnover differential is a little sort of it's sort of fake because Detroit, Buffalo, Jets, and Miami all bolstered that. And I mean. Yeah, they've got to win. If they want to get to 10 wins and get in the playoffs, they either have they have to beat Minnesota at least once. Yep. Right, because I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you at Detroit. I'll give you at the Giants. But then you've got to find that. That gives you eight wins. All right. Yep. And you got at San Francisco. So now you got nine. Now all you got to do to get to 10 and get into the playoffs is either beat Minnesota once. You play them twice, the Rams or the Packers. And all those games are at home. You got Vikings at home, Rams at home, Packers at home. At Minnesota. Win one of those and you'll get to 10. Yep. And I don't think they'd do it. Nope. All right. (laughs) I don't know what happened to that guy. He leaves the city and all of a sudden he doesn't like the teams he grew up rooting for anymore. A couple, three years ago he was still a Bears fan and now it's over. That's my old man talking. I love it. Ralph. Your dad's name is Ralph. Yeah. That's so great. Ralph, Maddie, when you were, when you and I, my dad was a, anyway, man, that that stuff. Sorry. No, that's the best part. I love it. Yeah. I, love I used it. to listen to the old uh, sports on the headphones when I was a janitor. My old man was a janitor, and he was like, why don't you come along with me, Matty? That's, by the way, again, just kind of hearkening back. My older brother gets to go to an Ivy League school. He gets braces. What do I do? I'm like 12 years old, and my old man's bringing me along to clean banks with him. That's what he thought of my future. Matty, come along with me to the, the first bank of Whiting. I'm going to show you how to empty the garbage and work the dust mop. And That's what he thought I was going to be. Thanks, Dad freaking older brother goes to law school i'm so proud of my son he's the first professional in the history of our family what am i doing freaking hanging sheetrock that's that was my graduation this is very cathartic i don't have to be a janitor anymore now i can be a laborer on a construction site maddie i got you a job what am i doing dad you're spreading stone you're setting footings and you're gonna haul sheetrock what else am i doing dad it's the summer. It's 95 degrees and 600% humidity in Chicago. <laughs> oh, I got you a job. You're, you're laying insulation in attics. What's insulation, Dad? Oh, it's blown glass. Okay, should I wear a mask or something? Nah, you'll be fine. All right, well, when I die at 68 because I inhaled freaking blown glass for three months. I'm sorry. I love you so much. Yeah. All right, we still have one more to go. <laughs> Titans at Colts. 
so annoying. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. I'm glad everybody can have a laugh at my expense. But who's laughing now, huh? Me, actually. I'm laughing. Yeah, that's I'm right. I had the last laugh. Who's the big sports star? Exactly. Even though he's got two left feet, literally. Just like that guy in Best in Show walking around the Norwich Terrier. Two left feet. <laughs> and this is a little bit off subject, but let me ask you a question. How much do you think I can bench press? Uh, Go on, take a guess. How much do you weigh? Come on. Go on, take a guess. Uh, 315. Max out at 500. You can bench 500 pounds? I don't know. Titans and Colts. <laughs> Titans at Colts. You totally got me. I was like, wow, holy crap. Titans at Colts. Okay, well, I have the Titans coming out on top 24-23, which is – it's in Indianapolis, so this is a – this is – and the Colts are favored by two, so this is a dog – an outright dog win. Um, The Titans have – Marcus Mariota, who's decided, oh, wait, I'm really good when I run the ball. I was actually just watching Shoppy go through the Google Doc, and it distracted me. Oh, where's the little thing That's why Gmail's so sweet. Shoppy can distract you. I can get my point in. Marcus Mariota finally remembered he's got legs, and he's got 4-4 speed, and you're not a pocket passer. So don't don't pretend like, oh, I've I've got to become a better pocket passer. No, you don't. You're lightning quick, and the second you see a defense get upfield and you can turn the corner, go. I mean, but I get it. Not everybody can be Russell Wilson and and deflect contact. You know, Marcus takes some big hits, and he's Marcus has not had that so thick get face. Like exactly. His his hips aren't as exactly, thick but that's how they win games. Yeah, because uh, no. he is that good when he gets loose. Uh, the, the reason I have them winning this game, my model likes the fact that the Texans' defensive front and their multiple looks Titans. and their pressure. Oh, sorry, Titans. Okay. Defensive front, I mean, look, the, it's all the same coaching tree, right? They all came from Bill Belichick and Vrabel, and Vrabel was in Texas. So, you know, whatever, it's all the same. Um, so the Titans' defensive front with their multiple looks and their ability to gain just dis- disproportionate pressure is going to outmatch. I know the Colts' O-line, I said it last week against the Jags, but the Colts' O-line, they're having to get up a sack now in four games, and that does include Jacksonville, but that's rare. That's a rare thing to happen. And the, the diversity of looks from this offensive or defensive front is what's really going to be the advantage in this one, slowing down Andrew Luck and the league's top-ranked third-down offense. That's how you do it, right? Yeah. You're great at tackling. You're great at you're great at creating situations where, you know what, Marcus Mariota will be able to benefit from the fact that he won't have to keep up the pace with Andrew Luck, right? So that the defense will make that happen. I like the Colts. I just I love Andrew Luck with an offensive line that can protect him. You know, and, and look, at it's like he's back at Stanford. He's got this giant O-line. He's got these giant tight ends and this height advantage downfield and Eric Ebron and oh, Mo Alley-Cox, that guy who, I mean, I don't know what Detroit was doing with him because Frank Reich has certainly figured it out. I mean, there's a reason why he was drafted in the can first I round. Can, Please. I say, can I add something here? Please. You know which team um, has adopted analytics this season? Really, like, gone in on it hard? I'm going to guess the Denver Broncos. <laughs> so not the Lions, <laughs> but actually the Colts. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's the reason, but and I'm not saying whatever. But yeah, you are. Ex- you wouldn't have brought saying, it up if it wasn't the reason. I'm saying that when used correctly, and what I believe is correctly is the fact that it blends what you see, how you coach, and optimizing for everything. It's not – there's no such thing as like you can't 100% do analytics. You can't 100% not do it. But the fact that you're able to see different looks from Eric Ebron, and yes – Working with him on catching, like him not catching in Detroit, that was a problem. He dropped so many passes. But 
the situation and being more open, like if you're more open, you have a better chance of catching things. If you have less coverage, if you're less, you know, if you're less triple T. I heard the analytics department told Eric Ebron he had to grow his fingernails out an extra 16th of an inch. And that <laughs> that's what analytics. Closet. I mean, look, I look and, and maybe it's just my confirmation bias and celebrating Andrew Luck because I called quite a few of his games when he was at Stanford and he's the best college quarterback awesome. I've ever seen. This is this is the Stanford offense. It is a giant offensive line that is super athletic and a butt ton of tight ends. So maybe and Quentin that's Nelson what he did. And that's huh? So maybe Quentin Nelson was worth Turns it. Turns out he was worth it, but that's like think about it. They have one he had no he had no receivers at Stanford. He had nothing. Richard Sherman was the defensive back. You know, I mean, was a uh, no. Richard Sherman was a receiver. I was about to say. What no, I'm saying is, Richard Sherman was a passes. receiver, and he was so ineffective as a receiver that they flipped him to a defensive back. Um, it's it is the Stanford model, and when he was doing it, he should have won the Heisman. He was the best quarterback in college football, and it's exactly what he's doing in Indianapolis, and he's shredding teams doing it. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I like the Colts. I'm gonna take the Colts. Do it. All right, confidence picks. What do you got? All right, so I already told you about that I like in our nation's capital. That was our quick pick. A lot of points, points. so I'm going there. Okay. I'd like Yo Chajas to win a convincing Second margin. week in a row. Yep. And it's, I it like, worked for you last I week. I like the bolts. I'm sticking with the bolts. Let's go bolts. And I like the fact that Byron Leftwich has more offensive value in this one, so I think more points in Oakland and Arizona matchup. Okay. Take that. Let's go to playoff odds um, and some that are – Obvious. I guess I'll just kind of get those out of the way. NFC 99, Rams, Saints, and then let's get to the interesting ones. Now we got to fill four slots, and right now you got what? Packers, Eagles, Bears, Panthers. But I want to say, if you're listening to this after Thursday, after the Thursday night football the, game. The Green Bay-Seattle game. Yeah. So if Green Bay doesn't win this one, uh-huh. that number will – so it goes here, to like 31%. Here's the problem. If you look to see – so it goes Bears at 5, then Panthers at 6, then Vikings at 7. Vikings are the lowest in that one with 50.7. Bears have change. 50 – right. And they play each other. So right. you, it's kind of stupid to look at it after Thursday without the Sunday game being played because, like, that's so temporary that it doesn't matter because they play each other two days later, right? So it, the, the NFC right. North will start to – in the next two weeks, the NFC North will yeah. sort itself out. Next week, the Packers and Vikings play. Exactly. So that's this is I'm going saying. to so, change dramatically. Just exactly. accept it is what it is going into week 11. It is what it is going into week 11. Stop your complaining. Not you. Stop your yapping. The people that Stop your yapping. It's actually pretty funny to read. Um, get back in the kitchen. This is why women can't be in sports. And I'm like, you know what's funny? I love cooking. So I'll do projections while I'm in the kitchen. Just so we're clear. You know what I say to that? What? Get back to the math. Get back to the math. That's why I'm getting paid. You have the Redskins at eight. Yep. And so if they win... If they get a victory over the t- – anyway, there's no so, point to walk through that. Look, so obviously here's, it's, here's, it's fluid. It's going to change. Right. The the two that I'm watching for specifically, I think both the Eagles and the and the Redskins lose, so I don't think that's going to change the order there very much. I think realistically what could happen in this one, it's really – like Carolina Panthers, they get a good schedule going forward. It's really going to be who – which team from the NFC North is gets the second one, gets the second slot, right? 
So two NFC North teams in the second. And nine and seven might get it, by the way. Right. I think that you look at the way that that it plays out and who all the teams are playing. You know, I think we we both feel pretty good about Carolina making yep. it in that that five spot, but yep. that six spot very well could end up being nine and seven. And, come and down the to Falcons really pooed the bed when their loss to the Browns because it really knocked their chance sure did. of getting into the playoffs just considerably down. It so. sure did because they still have to play the Saints at the Saints next week. They still have to play Baltimore. They still have to play at Green Bay. Uh, at Carolina, so yep. tough go. All right, let's get to the AFC. Uh, 99.9% Chiefs, 949 Patriots, and then by the way, Patriots game against the Titans. Don't over. Don't think that like, don't think there's something wrong with the Patriots. They they ran the same plays in the second half. They weren't trying. Like it, it, they did not show. They they weren't trying. I know I can say they weren't trying to win because I don't know that. I can't speak to that. But it doesn't appear by their play con. They're just kind of like, oh, we oh, don't man. gronk. We're out. Bill Belichick, man, he likes to give his, uh, his former assistants. He's trying He's trying to water that tree. Bill, that tree's dead, man. That coaching tree is dead. There ain't no reason. Uh, right? The guy loses to, to Vrabel, loses to Patricia. Uh, what do you know? And then he just waxes him in the playoffs. I love the – well, they just don't That's show That's my anything. conspiracy theory. They just theory. don't show him anything, right? They just don't. They say they show right. nothing. Because the, the Patriots look at their schedule like, we're going to the playoffs. Like, we're not going to not win the a- the AFC East. Like, we're not going to not win it. So, I don't really care. Must be nice playing in that crappy division. Seriously. All right. Uh, um, after that, third, you have the – Steelers. I'm with you. I, I think they have now cemented themselves Steelers. as the class of the AFC North. Fourth. Texans. Yeah, no, I, I feel pretty good about that. Although the Colts win. Nah. Texans. Well, what do they have left? Let's go through this. Okay, so that's actually the interesting thing. Then it goes so, Chargers after the Texans. And then right now it goes Ravens, Bengals, Titans, Colts. So Ravens 6, Bengals 7, Titans 8, Colts 9. And the difference between the top of that with the Ravens at 6 and the Colts is is about 10 percentage points. So this is going to sort itself out too because when you look to see – okay, look – um, the Titans, if they can, it's about can they keep this winning going, especially these like direct ones against the Colts. So that eight versus nine matchup will have a significant shift because the way these models work is they're forward looking projections. So if it's like in the 50s, which the, the Titans and Colts game is in the 50 percentage, that's like 0.5 wins to go forward, right? Right. So if it's almost a coin flip, once that goes to 100, it will shift up the percentage significantly. So it could be in that sixth slot. Realistically, Ravens, Bengals, Titans, and Colts could all be one of those. It's pretty much just not the Jags. Well, and the thing with the Ravens and Bengals is they play each other. Uh, You look at that AFC North, and right now it's this week. You have uh, Bengals. Right. It'll sort itself out. Those two teams play each other. Yeah, Baltimore this week, and then they – Okay, that's right. It's only one left. So they have the the Browns twice, and they have the Steelers at the end of the year. The Bengals have to come out here to take on the Chargers. Um – it's tough to figure out because again, Baltimore. Oh my God! I'm so glad you get that you get the Bengals with Hugh Jackson out here at the Chargers. That's so great. Lucky me. Uh, no, you're gonna. Oh, I love it. We're gonna get such good sound from that. Yeah, sure. I'll be down on the sideline. I'll make sure I go talk to him. You should. All right. So, uh, Chargers 60. Yeah, it looks like the Chargers are pretty much at least locked into that first wild card spot, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hard to overcome the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, the Chargers have to be perfect. They're gonna have to win out. Uh, if the Chiefs hiccup here because they have that head-to-head win, the big one is the Chargers, and this is what happened last year, right? The division uh, hinged on that Thursday night football in December against the Chiefs, and the Thank Chiefs goodness. I love when that spanked them. Um, and that was it. Chargers out of the playoffs. Chiefs win the division, and then get humiliated by the Titans in the first round of the playoffs. And Pat Mahomes becomes quarterback and is breaking records like we've never seen. All right, is that it? I think so. I feel good. 
I feel like we talked through some things today. I I mean, we really did. All right. And, like, I feel bad. I feel like I said something mean about Chicago. I just don't like when it snows. It could snow anywhere, and I don't like it. I don't care. Listen, I haven't lived here in 30 years. I'd move back to Chicago in a minute if it was nice and warm and lovely and whatever. I'm not leaving this place. Kidding me? No. No. Although the text. You know where else I wouldn't go back? Connecticut. Never heard of it. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shoppy, uh, Brady, the folks that helped put Bill. it all together. Uh, be sure to check us out again next week. Your dad, Bill Smith. Ralph. Ralph. No, but Bill. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. My dad. That's right. You were like, are you brothers? No, my dad. Yeah, Bill Smith, our <laughs> stat man. Am I forgetting anybody else? This is like my Oscar speech. Okay, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for downloading, streaming, listening, reviewing, rating, all of those things. Uh, and I promise, I keep saying this, though, I won't talk as much next week. We'll get Stop to it. more of the math. All right, thanks, everybody.